passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Mike Chipos, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers. We got Danny and Kobe in the same room, and we got your boy anchoring down from Chi-Town. So this is this is going to be the episode that kind of caps it all off. We have... So I believe Danny found that Bet Online has 2022 futures for who will be champion. Yes, sir. So with lines and everything for a lot of the top contenders. So we're going to designate a separate episode to that. Going to be a lot of fun. Um, so look forward to that. We'll hopefully drop that before the end of the year, but it might be early 2022. But even I mean, that episode will essentially be our division by division breakdowns. We'll talk our best bets right. we for see in the year in every division yeah. and tune in. I mean, make some money. Yeah, it'll be exciting and it also an opportunity to ride along with us for a, for a year long bet. Okay, but to, today we have kind of the wrapping up of season two of Angle Pick Pod. We have awards for the MMA for the, so it's just UFC it's not MMA awards Danny brought up a couple great contenders from other promotions um, mainly in sub of the year I know we chose not to, to include all of them, but, UFC but awards. yeah there's two it's been a great year for MMA but here, here's what we got so we have event of the year debut of the year KO of the year sub of the year comeback of the year um, Kobe also mentioned fight of the year, but got those on deck. Yeah, those on deck. Awesome. Um, one of the categories as we get there, if you listen off and I'm sure you could already know which category Dan's upset with. So we'll break that down and go in. We're kind of going to scrap the UFC's nominees and, and we'll tell you why. Then we're going to segue into news and notes. And then lastly, we'll follow it up with the last. Now. Kobe shaking his head now. We're going to record separately. We're not going to publish them together. Okay. But we are going to have set the spread coming out taped early this for this first event of 2022. But it's not going to be part of this pod. Okay. I haven't gotten phone from upstairs, but that's fine. Um, you know, Kobe, the, the guy from upstairs is in my ear. He's yelling at me. He says you're wrong and that you're fired. Um, I am the man from upstairs. So <laughs> I don't know who you're listening to. Uh, country club pulling rank on me. So we'll start it off early. I think we just go right into event of the year. I think that's the best one to start off with. 
And the, these are the UFC's list. And then we, we left a spot open for other, just so you understand how this works. If, if one of us are just like adamant that it's a different one, which will probably come up in a couple. And I know it's coming up in guaranteed one category. So we'll see. So for events of the year, boys, we got UFC 261 Usman v. Masvidal. Do you have that up on typology right now? We do. Uh, that name was, a couple of the notable. Yeah, name a couple of the notables. Usman over Masvidal, obviously, was a headliner. Rose over Zhang Weili, the knockout first-round kick. Valentina, also over Andrade. We had Anthony Smith with a doctor stoppage win over Jimmy Crew. Uriah Hall in first-round knockout over Chris Weidman in that oh, brutal. Yeah, that was the Weidman injury. Yeah. Okay. Um, we had a Randy Brown rear-naked choke. Was that the one-arm choke? It was the one-arm rear-naked one, choke. That's a one sweet arm. one. Yeah, it's a sweet one. That that will come up later. We had um, a sweet knockout from Dana bat Jarrell over Kevin Dodd. Nice. So, so do in the law, losing department, but anytime you get wrong, we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about right zoo getting wronged. Um, so, Okay, so that's a UFC 261 pay-per-view. Oh, and that do you know what else I think is significant about that? Wasn't that the first one back with a crowd? Maybe not. I might get my ears mixed up and shit. I don't think so. That was in Jacksonville 261. Does that make sense? No, no. I think it was. I think it was, dude. With fans 262 was in Houston. We were, like, pretty excited to get back in person. I think it was, which I it think could be, you know, I- which, which, you know what, would add to the storyline of why that's such a significant card. Okay, second one. Second nominee. So UFC 261, Usman Mazadal. UFC 267, Blahovich versus Teixeira. Now, this one should be fresher in our brains a little bit. A little more recent. We had the This upset. was the rushing card with this all was the, the rushing. Yes. This, this was the stack is- card. So we had um, Kamzat sub the leech. We had Islam Kamora Hooker. We had Blahovich. Jan, Corey Sandhagen, Fight of the year potential, maybe potential, potential. Um, and then we had Blahovich obviously got upset by Teixeira, which was an unbelievable moment, all in all. Anything else? He lost Jan Jehova. I mean, th- this was a card. I don't know if I'm playing my hand, but this might have my vote already. There you go. Any other things on the prelim that really bounced out? Uh, just, just. A whole lot of Dagestani talent. Tagir Ulambekov and the Curtain Jerkers. Zumagulov. Was that Zumagulov on that card? I can't remember. Uh, um, I don't see him, no. But that, okay. And then co- rivaling it was the, the other card that everyone said is stacked to Holy Tal. I know we lost the Masvidal, uh, Leon Edwards in this one, but I believe. But UFC 267, Usman versus Covington 2. 268. Or 268, my apologies. Yeah, 268. So that was Usman Covington. Rose Whaley, two. Right, her decision victory. Cheeto Vera's leg kick to Frankie Edgar's smushed up face. Oh, boy, yeah. Um, two incredible fights also on the main card. Burgos's decision over Billy Q and Gaethje's decision over Chandler. Oh, that yeah, that and that's a fight of the year contender right there, too. And then some knockout of the year contenders and Alex Pereira, Andres Moglitis. Bobby Green, Iakinta. I, this was a card for sure. And then this no one, Chris I think. Chris is coming out party. Ian Gary's coming out party. Chris Barnett's KO. This one's wild. Yeah, that one's wild too. And then this one seems like an honorable mention, in my opinion. They added it. UFC Vegas 42, Holloway versus Rodriguez. 
I mean, it was a good card. It was it was probably the best fight night card of the year, but it just doesn't compare to these three pay-per-views. So this one was every single fight was a finish except for Holloway Yair, which was a hell of a five-round fight. Wow. Can you name some of the notables while you have it up? Yeah, so Daun Jung K over Kennedy and Chuck Wu. Rafael Alves over Diakise. Courtney Casey. Oh, you know what? Just kidding. That was also a decision. Courtney Casey had a decision over Liana Jojo, but Sean Woodson's knockout, Andre, KGB Lee's knockout, Joel Alvarez over Tiago Moises was under. Oh, that one shocked Yeah, yeah, yeah. Song Yudong knockout in the second over Julio Arce. Chaos Williams over Baeza, Felicia Spencer over Leo Letson, and Rogerio De Lima over Rothwell. Decent All right. fight night card for me, but yeah, I don't think it compares to the other two. I so, think we've got ourselves a you're either yeah. a big Russian prospect fan or you love yourself some fight of the nights and some finishes. I'm I tend leaning, to vote UFC 268. Even I'm after 268 saying, too. I'm too even after saying seven with my Dagestani yeah. uh prospects in mind. 268, I think, is the card of the year. No, I agree. I'm on board there too. And I was so excited for 267 before it happened and it, you know it definitely lived up to it but we would what islam i don't know islam was on that card there was somebody who was supposed to be on that one that got one of them had the mazda leon fight that got bumped. that was 268 which would have been even crazier but i think that's still the card yeah, of the year no it is 100 is burgos billy q and the gagey chandler back-to-back starting off the main card two of those or those two fights are Maybe my top two for fight of the year. Yeah, that for sure. It off. I mean, it, it it was just a special night in MMA. Yeah, 268 was amazing. And honestly, it's just a gift if you look at it. 267, 268, back-to-back, end-of-the-year type cards and phenomenal stuff. Those were – we were calling those out from, like, July. We were talking about how excited we were for those. Okay, next category is debut of the year. Now, this will be a little shorter because there's less involved. We got Michael Chandler when he KO'd Dan Hooker. That one had a lot of anticipation behind it. Terrence McKinney in like the seven-second knockout of Matt Frivola. It was a quick one-two, and Frivola was out. 39-year-old Matt Frivola. No, I'm with you. Trust me. That's that's my, probably my dog. Um, Alex Pereira, KO flying knee over Mikolaitis. And Patty Pimlet versus v- Vendermini. For debuts of the year, UFC. So for me, I only consider two of those um, and one a lot more. For me, it's a little obvious on that list. I think that Michael Chandler's means a lot, was the most impressive, was the, I mean, it wasn't the quickest because Terrence McKinney, but with it being Dan Hooker, it's just that much more. It's a really skill level difference. I like Alex Pereira's. Uh, jump into the UFC. I think he needed a knockout. Patty Plimblett definitely has the most hype, but man almost got knocked out in the first 20 seconds. Yeah. So I've got, I've got Chandler as my you got Chandler. Yep. What about you, Kobe? I know that this isn't the spirit of this award, but I'm hesitant to give it to Chandler just because he can, like, I don't know. I, we're talking about a year end award. He had two more fights in 2021. So maybe I'm just interpreting it differently. Yeah, I, he lost I think, both of his next two fights. I know that might not be how everyone. Yeah, I think it. it's, I think we're isolating just to the debut, but you're on the, you're on a track about interpretation because I look at this a couple in a couple different ways. Like, for example, 
I think the biggest significance as in who had the toughest challenge ahead of them, even though hookers significantly better, I think Pereira being so young in his UFC career and having so much pressure to deliver. I think I'm giving the nod to Pereira. I mean, I just know that I had a bunch of anticipation for this. And I think that like showing that he can stuff the takedowns and get the finish is, is a statement. I, I like that. Where we where we we we've been familiar with Chandler, like it's a UFC debut, but it's far from an MMA debut. You know what I mean? I know it's a little different. And then the other one is, I agree with you. I think Patty Pimlet is going to be similar to like a Sugar Sean O'Malley. It, it's going to be very impactful as far as like the hype train and draws. But he almost lost that fight. I mean, he lost. He was almost out on. Not skate. only almost lost, almost staunched in the first twenty seconds. It was. Right. Like, I don't think that's how he drew up the performance. And then and McKinney, I don't think he's going to have many more knockout finishes. That guy, That's a guy who's, if he's drawing it up, his finishes are coming via rear naked choke, via right. arm bar, via heel hook, anything, not, yeah. not knockouts. So Terrence McKinney's a write-off just because as impressive as it was, I don't think he's going to be along for the mainstay, to be honest with you. Like five years from now, do you see Terrence McKinney going for a title? Not really. And then for Vola 39, like you said, I, I'm giving it to Alex Pereira. I'm on board with Alex Pereira, and I just want to say one thing. That was on 268 also, which we just gave, but whatever, event of the yeah. year. Yeah, there was two more debuts on that card that are also deserving of mention real quick. Yeah. That is Chris Curtis, who went on you – know, that was his KO win over Phil Hawes. He went on to have another knockout. Yeah, Chris Curtis. Of the year. And Ian Gary's first-round knockout over Jordan Williams. Yeah. Both of Great those. knockout. I think Ian Gary's a little bit more on the hype side. Okay. So it sounds like Country Club and I are on Pereira. A lot of And that just there. confirms our 268. Yeah. And then Dan's on Chandler. I, I don't I don't know if Dan watched him get stouched in Bellator twice by uh what's his face? Oh, I definitely watched it, which no, what, what's surprised me even Will more Brooks. when he Oh, it surprised me even more when he flatlined Dan Hooker, a guy I still yeah, have a lot of respect for. That was debut of the year worthy. There you go. So I, you love the disagreements because the first one was a clean sweep. Okay. KO of the year. And this one is, is going to have the write-in from Dan. So Usman v. Masvidal, two. Um, Rose v. Wei Lee, one. They fought twice. Baja Mundes versus Roosevelt Roberts Fun. and then Jerry Prohashka versus Dominic Reyes. And then the, the, obviously if you've tuned in once to this show, you know that this is Dan is sending his write in ballot for Corey Sandhagen flying knee over Frankie Egger. And that's also his vote. <laughs> I have another honorable mention that is worth mentioning. We don't have to talk about yeah. that, but Chris Barnett over Jan Volante. And those guys are definitely for post fight or post knockout celebration. Chris Barnett, John Volante, give me that big man front flip. That's a lot of fun. So, all right, we don't need to vote on that one though. Well, really quickly though, what about the what about the uh Derek Lewis Curtis Blades? That's a fun one. I mean, I think that one's crazy. As precise of an uppercut as you can possibly throw, I think it's a lot better of an option than the uh, Usman Masvidal or even the Perhazka Reyes. So here's the thing that's interesting, though. Every single person other than Rose was a big favorite. 
That is interesting. Where Derek Lewis was a big dog against Curtis Blades. Mm-hmm. I'm, so I, I'm right there agreeing with you. That was another write-in that I thought was, you know what? That's actually going to be my vote. I, I think the Derek Lewis uppercut on Curtis Blades as a plus 350 favorite, or I mean underdog, is ridiculous, especially because not only was I on Curtis Blades, but I wrote off Derek Lewis, which and I owe you a lord shot. Every single minute, every single second up until that morning. Uh, yeah. He found the precision point uppercut centimeter. It was remarkable. I have to do, I have to talk about the Sanhagen Edgar fight though. 28 seconds in, I think it was maybe his first, I mean, within his like first five strikes thrown, it was just a perfect uppercut. I mean, or not uppercut, but supplying me. He found it right as Frankie was rushing in. I mean, you cannot drop a fight better than Corey Sanhagen drew up that first round knockout. And against a legend, a guy who I know it's the script has changed, but like until like, then, yeah, could not be knocked out. Yeah, well, until the Brian Ortega, but yeah, and I think Korean Zombie was before that too. But poor, poor Frankie, he's falling on hard times. <laughs> um, Kobe, what is your KO of the year vote? Because you have two honorable mentions right now. Are you picking one off the actual list, or are you somewhere else? Is my first. Honestly, I think I'm going to take one off the actual list. I think Bahamonde is for me. Just fun. No, it's it was it was it was. I think it was the coolest looking one. It was phenomenal. It just like Roosevelt Roberts at that point in the fight was just a punching bag. He was dead. But you I, say I the same thing that. about Dominic Reyes and Yuri Prazkas too. Same thing. Yeah, both were just beaten down to a pulp. Okay, now this is one that Danny is. I think just scrapping all together, but I'm going to read the UFC's list first. And then Danny's going to read his list. And then I guess we can kind of pick from whatever list you want, but I, I have a feeling we're all going to be picking from Danny's list. Okay. So here's what we got. Sub of the year that the UFC put out is Moreno versus Figueredo, the rear naked choke in the title fight. Chimaev versus the leech, another rear naked choke. Um, but that was a statement. Nonetheless, Luke versus Woodley. And Teixeira versus Blahovich. That's the UFC's list. And it's not so much that I don't think any of those are impressive moments or impressive subs. I think those are the most impressive UFC moments that resulted because of submission victories last year. I don't have them as my sub of the year because I think I might just have that category different. I, I think it's unique sub of the year, great sub of the year, out of nowhere sub of the year. Like it, it, it's... Yeah, not so much no. just the biggest moment that resulted via sub, which even in that I might have uh, the Amanda Nunez lost to Juliana Pena, which is right. That th- so that's one thing I wanted to mention because to share versus Blahovich is pretty much identical to Pena versus Nunez. It happened very similarly. The only difference is that Pena was significantly less likely to win. Um, no, me, I agree. I think I think the way this sub of the year category is prevented or presented to us is look at these massive moments that happened via submission where we're looking at which submission was the most unique or toughest to get or or just from a pure grappling standpoint, which one's the most spectacular. The I submissions think the, I noted uh, yeah. started with 
Andre Mooney's or Jacare Souza, uh, crazy 262, where his Jacare's arm popped out. I thought that yeah. was ridiculous. That, so I'm glad you mentioned that quickly. That was gonna be before you made your own list. That was gonna be my write-in and vote on sub of the year for this category. I think I mean, that you get a was, guy like Jacare, that, that's oh my god, and you said you would ever yeah. assume he would be in. No, and it really also was a big moment in Mooney's career where I really finally realized like I was on Mooney's there but really stamped himself as like okay this guy actually can fight at 185 with with the best of them like like Jacare. A similar statement is my number two Gamrot versus Stevens. Yeah. Matus Gamrot absolutely knife through butter warm knife through butter sorry getting Stevens to the mat and then just grabbing that Kimura like he's a nine-year-old child and you're just cranking away at that elbow it looked way too easy yeah it was wild and and there's i believe there's another kimura on this list is islam over hooker on your list i did not throw it on the list i probably should have being how impressive any kind of win over hooker is we just talked about it with debut of the year over chandler um i didn't but islam yeah that i mean that was another knife through butter just Crazy. no resistance kind of Ridiculous. situation. The next one I did have a lot of resistance. Maybe the most out of nowhere submission of the year. Unless you were watching the fight and you saw our dude, Vieira, gassing out. Fluffy Hernandez. Oh, yeah. With like, that arm triangle. Are we kidding? So – Adolfo, you're right. So he, okay. So here's the thing: the sub that Fluffy pulled off was like because of what he was dealing with, similar to the Bahamundas knockout. Like Vieira actually had nothing left. But when you hit a twenty to one sub over the single handedly best jujitsu practitioner in the UFC's roster, and you are nothing more than like an average middle tier non submission threat fighter. Actually, I'm changing my vote live. Fluffy Hernandez over Vieira. It's wild. I mean, it's that, wild. That, that right there is it, the moment of the year that had my jaw dropped the furthest was Fluffy Hernandez going and getting that arm triangle. I was like, are you goddamn kidding? The other thing, too, about it that's so wild is like you can watch this sport for another decade and you will never see a sub over that big of a talent gap ever that's really it and not even just an mma and grappling and in combat whatever you want right it's it's really interesting i mean the other two i had written down these were uh more so just special submissions not your standard we had just a week or two ago jordan levitt versus matt sales an inverted triangle which is always fun to see definitely worthy of a mention and then Randy Brown over uh, Cowboy Oliveira with the one arm rear naked. I kind of have that more along the lines of Cowboy Oliveira fighting for the paycheck more so than the glory anymore. But yeah, I mean, when you have 30 kids. Still, still worthy of a mention that I think a one armed uh, guillotine won our sub of the year a year ago. Why not mention the one arm rear naked? I like it. So a lot of sub talk from DK, which is the most expected thing ever. So Dan, I guess out of this huge list, 
where's your vote going? This is the most important moment on this show. I actually didn't have something solidified going in, but I'm very comfortable with Hernandez over Vieira being how impressive it is. You will never find a guy as talented, as credentialed in the jiu-jitsu realm as Vieira getting subbed again in the next five years. I'm really confident by that. Honestly, probably like you're talking about like, it's one, if, if you really break it down, like a comparison, you're talking about like a high school athlete outdoing a NBA all-star or a NFL all-star. Like you're literally talking about that type of level. Like if they rolled, just rolled a thousand times, Fluffy Hernandez gets subbed a thousand times. <laughs> like that's it, the type of, yeah. It, so it, that's it is what's wild. so ridiculous about it. So definitely worth the mention. Okay. So two more categories left. This one is another one from the UFC and this is comeback of the year. So it's not comeback fighter as in who had the best like return. It is comeback as in mid way through the fight. They were getting smoked and they came back and pulled off the victory. We got Oliveira versus Chandler in the title fight. Oliveira versus Dustin. <laughs> Oliveira versus Chandler is this one. Dustin didn't have him that bad. Chandler actually had him on skates. Hernandez versus Vieira, which I don't remember Vieira like dominating him in the first, to be honest with you. Did he? Like, I don't remember that fight being as one-sided as like comeback of the year. Marquez versus Patolo, which was a crazy upset, but who cares? And then the one that has my vote, and it's clear as day, Marab Devalishvili over Marlon Marais. That one definitely, in terms of the ankle pick pod, had the most significance. I mean, Marlon completely had him on skates. I think that, for me, the vote is Olivero over Chandler. That was just such a wild fight. If that fight had gone more than a round and a half, I think it's a no-brainer for fight of the year if it continues like it was. I mean, Chandler gave his back in the first 30 seconds, had him on skates in the last 30 seconds, and then got knocked out 30 no, seconds later. Yeah. It was, Double comeback. Right. It was, swings. it was wild, wild. I just think you're right. This might be like a little ankle pick bias on my end, but like Devalish really was actually out. Like he was gone and he was just like surviving, surviving, scrambling, scrambling. And then to come back and TKO Marais for your first UFC finish in what eight fights? Fucking love that. I love it. It is sweet. It really is sweet. And as so, much as we were like kind of saying on the episode the whole week before, if this makes it past two minutes, it's Marab's to lose. Right. Right. And we hit it. So, so DK is giving the nod to Chucky Olives. I'm giving the nod to Devalish Vili. Country Club, where do your likings lie? I'm also on Chucky Olive's comeback over Chandler. I know this is now coming off as like in the building a bias for Danny and I because we were actually in the building for 262 also. And we were both sitting on Chandler also. Their bet slips. So Yeah, as you should be. Not to diminish Marab's comeback or anything or anything that he might do, but it did feel like after Chandler fought off that rear naked with the body triangle on his chest in the first 30 while they were dry. Oh my gosh. How can Chandler lose this fight? 
and and again to tail on what I was saying about debut of the year, like from that comeback that Oliveira had, I, well, obviously he had him the first half of the first, then he almost got finished the second half first, finished him early in the second. He obviously went on to defend his title against Dustin. So if we're talking about a year long comeback, I, not and I, we're not talking about a year long comeback, but I think that I am more impressed by what Oliveira has been able to do since then. And so I'm taking that into consideration too. So another category that I saw floating around the Twitter sphere was male and like female fighter of the year. And everyone unanimously gave it to Usman. You could really make a claim for Chucky Olives though. When you want to do that category, I got him right here. I had a super hot take and I told it to Kobe. And for me to really illustrate in its best way, I want to say that fight of the year for me does not equate maybe best fight of the year, most dominant fight of the year, but most entertaining fight of the year. That's Chandler. I don't care that he went one and three or one and two. You're talking about a guy who came in, lit up the sport, stout Stan Hooker, almost finished Oliveira. Yeah, I can see that. Had his moments in every single fight. He was a really fun fighter to watch and very, very, very far from dominant. I mean, he wasn't even winning, but. No, I agree. He, he, he's like old school Gaethje when Gaethje first came into the UFC where every single fight was performance of the night. Like everyone mm-hmm. or fight of the night. Like he just would go out there and just leave all caution to the wind. Which Let, let's Chandler do this while we're, while we're talking about it. We've got four male fighter of the year nominees. All right. And then some potential write-ins here. Um, Kamaru, who was 3-0, wins over Burns, Masvidal, and Colby. We have Chucky Alves with two wins over Chandler and Dustin. We have Cyril Gan with three wins, Jarzinho, Volkov, and Derek Lewis. We have Islam Makhchev, who had three wins, Dober, Tiago Moises, and Dan Hooker. Wow. No, that's a stacked list. And I know that – here's the thing. I know that that Oliveira had the least amount of fights. and Of that list, right. Of that list. Of that list. But he's a guy that's perennially been the underdog. I mean, even mm-hmm. in his title bout against both – And there he's an underdog and Dustin. And Poirier. And everyone overlooks him. I think that, like, if you said who really owned the year 2021, I mean, Usman was never going to lose to Masvidal. Um, and, and those Cyril Gon fights, like he got Burns, really no, or Burns. And then Gon was a minus 300 plus in every single fight he was in. So you have, and who, who was the last guy again? Islam. Oh, Islam. Same thing. Islam owned the year, but I want to see him own the year against the top five. Contenders. Yeah. You know, his, his wins over Tiago Moyes and Drew Dover no, don't really you know, win you fighter I think of the year. I think it's an, an unpopular opinion, but I think Oliveira is my male fighter of the year. I still think it's Usman for me. Just his 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 three wins of Burns, Masvidal, and Kobe. Uh, those are impressive nice, wins up and down. Nice and three see. of them, and they're all to retain titles. It's also nice to see a champ stay active. So the other name I want to mention, Ty Tuivasa is 3-0 with three first-round knockouts. Yeah, definitely not a mention. Actually, I think one of them was a second-round knockout. Yeah, one of them was a second-round knockout, but still. All right, and then let's do one last category, uh, fight of the year. Do you have a, a good list up? I do have a list here. Let's hear it. So, Rafael Fiziev, Bobby Green from UFC 265. That was a sweet fight, and I predicted that to a T and still lost, damn it. 
uh, Volk Ortega from UFC 266. Which I really enjoyed, but you throw out one of those rounds and it was kind of a one-sided beatdown. Yeah, I agree. But the one, that one round, those would almost change the course of the featherweight division forever. Definitely, definitely. I mean, that one guillotine, that one That's 20 plan. seconds. The one third, yeah. And, and especially because you saw other champs, both Nunez and Blahovich, quick tap. tap. And it wasn't under right. <laughs> I've thought a lot about that in the past couple of weeks about the difference between Volk tapping or Volk's defense to a sub and these other champs. And it's like, you look at Nunez with neither of those hooks in, and you're like, yeah. whoa. No, Nunez tapped before the. On? Nunez tapped before the thing was even under the chin, and Blahovich tapped before the thing was even under the chin. And then you look at a guy like Volk, who's literally like an inch away from blacking out. He's flipping out, out of it. Right. And that one is even better because the Nunez and the excuse me, the Nunez and the Blahovich taps hadn't happened yet at the time of 266. So you look right. back at it even even nicer. Um, Piotr Jan, Corey Sandhagen, so much fun. 267. Yeah. That was an awesome fight. And more love for 268, Gagey Chandler. But really, you could put a lot of fights. An honorable mention, Burgos, Corinto, yeah, 268. Say, back-to-back fights. Those were fucking sweet. I think I'm going to go... That's a tough one. What was the second one you said? Volk the one Ortega. that we talked. You're thinking Volk Ortega. Bobby, Bobby no, I, I think I'm gonna go Chandler Gaethje. I that is also my vote. It might be unanimous. I don't yep. know about Kobe. Make it three for three. That, that's an edge of the seat the entire time type fight for sure. Um, so we'll what we'll do is we'll tweet out um all the picks we had and go engage and let's. Let's debate it because I know there's no way you guys agreed with every single one we had here. Or maybe you did, and we've corrupted your brains, but we'll continue. We'll keep this conversation going on Twitter, but I think that wraps up year end awards, unless I'm missing something. I want to, I want to create, I don't know what, the, what we're going to call this yet, but we have two fighters that got three wins this year, and all three fights received some sort of bonus. Mm. And Danny might be, I don't know if Danny's seen this list yet or not, because I'm sitting with him. But Reese, I'm going to guess that you can't name these two fighters, both male fighters. Two fighters, two male fighters, three wins. Three bonuses. Three bonuses. Okay, I can name one because you mentioned it earlier. I probably wouldn't, but Ty Tuivasa, one of them? Nope, he only got two bonuses. Hmm. That also would have been the one that I mentioned. Trying to think who's a bonus machine. Ty Ty Tuivasa, Rafael Fazeev. Both had three wins and two bonuses. It feels like Oliveira is always in exciting fights. He only had two fights, though. Two wins. Um, Yuri Prohoshka wasn't that active, right? No. Nope. Oh, um, did he only have two fights? Who? One of them two? is not that. One of them you won't be surprised by. No. Who's the guy who stouched? Um, Brendan Allen recently. We were just talking about him. Drawing a blank on his name. Um, he came nah, in short. We were talking about J- Mearshart? No, 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 no. Um, is Mearshart one of them? He was pretty active. No, he had three wins and two bonus. One bonus. Kobe, Kobe just played his hand a little bit. One of them is Sean O'Malley. Is it? Yeah. Yes. Okay. 
The other Is one. Is that the one that I shouldn't be surprised by? Yeah, the other one might surprise you. I was going to say Chris Curtis. Nope, he had two wins. Um, I don't think you're going to get there. It's Adrian Yanez. Mm. Yeah, Adrian Yanez could also be on that list for male fighter of the year. He had a really good year. This was a round knockout, second round knockout, third round, three round split decision win over Davy Grant, but got a bonus. Yeah, but that that one scorecard was a little. Yeah, no, the split week when you go back, it was like an all time horrendous scorecard. Um, cool. I like that too. We should we could make that an ankle pick thing where it's like, uh, because we always go over the bonuses. It's a combo of fighting, fighting a lot, and getting bonuses. Yeah, bonus man of the year. Okay. I think I think this is when I'll I'll flip it over to you for news and notes. Yeah, we can run through news and notes. Cool. Um, so really, just a whole bunch of fight announcements. Obviously, we haven't had any action since the last time. Well, I guess we had one one card since the last time we recorded, but I think we're too far out to do any kind of recap on that. But um, yeah, let's just go through. So 2020, 2022, These are all fight announcements. Obviously, for twenty twenty two. Um, most of them in February, March, I'm going to do my best to keep these in order. The first one actually is a reschedule. Ione Barcelos and Victor Henry. That one was rescheduled from the 12, whatever the most recent are 12, 18, I think, um, that was originally scheduled there. That's now going to be the first card of 2021. Right. Yeah. V- Victor Henry making his debut. I think it yep. just got, yeah, just got scrapped like day of that, that last, most recent fight card. Um, Ian Heinish is out of his fight versus Sam Alvey. Phil Hawes is jumping in for him. You know, I might have that. I don't. I don't remember now. Sam Alvey versus versus Phil Hawes is the new fight. I don't remember. Cannot believe Sam Alvey is still rostered. Um, we also have Umar Nurmagomedov out of his fight March nineteenth. That one has now become Jack Shore versus Timur Valiev. Very fun. Yeah, that one's fun. That one got a reaction. That's the 19th of March. Um, a couple more. I'm gonna, I, I know I'm not working my way backwards here, but two more on February 19th cards, just announcements. We have Ilir Latifi and Alexander Romanov. Super fun, that one. I yeah. love that fight. Latifi's going to be really undersized. I think Romanov is going to smash. I, I, I mean, a, no. a really good grappler. Romanov is going to be big, like you just said. No, you're you're going to see like definitely wins and come fight night. Like it's going to be humongous. Day. That's an early like listeners. That's an early place. Please place Romanov before we set the spread. I'm sorry. Is that on that first card of the year? When is that? No, that's February 19th. So that's yeah. a month in. Yeah, you, dude, Latifi's going to be very, very small. And he's going to try and grapple. He loves that Stombo shit. He loves his throws. I don't see that working out very well against Romanov, who's very heavy. Also on that 219 card, so that's the week after UFC 271, um, but is Demir Ismagulov versus Nasrat Hakparast. Another fun one. A weird. Yeah. I know you're a big Nasrat fan, Reese. That's a weird stylistic matchup for him. If, if I think Demir it's bad. Can, if Demir can keep that wrestle heavy, it's a bad matchup. I agree. No, I think that's a bad matchup for Nazrat. He's in trouble. I just like his striking, but I was proved wrong against Hooker this year, so who am I? All right. Two announcements for the 5th of March. 
Danny's boy, Tim Elliott versus Tagir Ulambekov. Oof. Tough draw. Yikes for my boy, Tim Elliott. Yeah, yeah that's a tough draw. I don't think I want to fight or grapple Tagir ever. Never, no. ever. No. I'm pretty sure that's a pay-per-view card. I think that's 272. Cool. Um, we also have... Who else is on that one? Dustin Jacoby versus Michael Alexiachek. Like it. Two oh, yeah. Jacoby should style on him, though. The following week, I've got two more to announce. Marlon Marais and Song Yudong. Sweet one. Yeah. That one, that one, I'm not going to say it's for Marlon's career in the UFC, but Marlon's been sliding a lot, man. Like, that'll be a good test for Song Yudong, though. As weird as it sounds, I find it eerily similar to the O'Malley Cheeto Vera fight, but I think the line's going to be vastly different. I think it's you're going to get a wildly different line, and I think it's almost the same kind of quality striker versus quality striker. And am I sitting here saying that Cheeto is just going to outgrab? It's the same thing I was saying in the lead up to that fight. I'm not confident that Cheeto is this dominant grappler that's just going to change the fight. You mean Song? song? But I'm, I'm also, I mean, Song hasn't really shown that he's a dominant anything besides boxing. It's not Cheeto Song. It's Song versus Marais, right? Yeah. Marlon oh, Marais. I completely misheard that. I thought it was yeah, Cheeto. Yeah, yeah, No, no, no. You, yeah, oh, my no. gosh. No, well, you can you compared Cheeto O'Malley, but no, it's 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 Marlon Marais first. I thought it was Marlon song, Cheeto you know. Vera. I, I misheard Oh, that. I so see. Sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, no, no, no. It's Marais. My B. So. <laughs> Marlon Marais song, you don't. Know. That one is 312, along with Bruno Silva, Alex Pereira getting back in there. Man, Bruno Silva Pereira is going to be a sweet fight, too. I think Bruno Silva goes night night in that one. Yeah, I'm not a Bruno Silva believer. Chino I just Pierre. think he also is going to gas, and then he's going to gas a little bit, and Pereira is going to take him out. So I'm just doing this is a live reaction here, but I'm the next card that I'm going to make some announcements for is March 26th. It's a fight night card, but it's in Columbus, Ohio. So I'm guessing we're going to – I don't know if that's the first or if we're going to start getting more fight night cards in 2022 away from oh, I'm so excited if we do. But I'm – I mean, it, it sounds like by March we are going to get – Just getting back to any kind of big fights in, in random cities. Give me Milwaukee. Give me Columbus. Give me sure. Austin, Texas. Give me – I love it all. Yeah. All time. It helps grow the brand. Um, and so that this 326 card is headlined by Blahovich versus Rakic. That's already been announced. We have Sangwoo Choi and Tucker Lutz on that card. We have Alejandro Perez, Jonathan Martinez on that card. And then we have probably the most fun of these three, Askar Askarov and Kai Kara France. So fun. So much fun. Yeah. And and that- listeners, we'll get into it when we get into our futures episode, but Asker Askarov, ooh, baby, I would love him to fight Brandon Moreno again. I, and, and that one, I'm even more excited to get into um, 
the the show where we talk about futures because that flyweight division is interesting and i just peeked at it and there's like everyone's an underdog and there's someone that they didn't mention manel cape in there it, it's gonna be interesting i i'm excited it's for that really interesting so i'm clicking through right now at least on espn and blahovich rakic is the first fight night that has a location other than the apex so okay. that's the date to circle on your calendar that's that'll be fun I've got a quick news and notes segment just with a uh, fury grappling happening tonight, probably as the episode comes out on December 30th, we had a late cancellation roses out of her grappling bout against Danielle Kelly and Carlos Barza stepped in, but that shouldn't take away from the amount of USC talent on this roster. I mean, there's going to be so much grappling fun. As I said, Danielle Kelly, Carlos Barza, Sean Brady, Craig Jones, Joe Selecki, Donald Cerrone, Clay Guida, Billy Q, Chase Hooper, Hanato Moicano, Nikki Rod. Please, 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 listeners, pay attention to Nikki Rod tomorrow. He's a ton of fun for Steve Mowry. Kevin Holland, Cody Hamra, Neil Magny, Joaquin Silva, Philip Rowe, Jonathan Pierzma, Alec Caceres, Eddie Torres, Phil Hawes, Andre Petrosky, Jillian Robertson, Chrissy Biggs. And I think that that is the extent of all of the UFC talent, but it should be a really fun night. I'm looking forward to it. I will be tuned in. Uh, check out at Ankle Pick Pod for some live tweeting. Let's go! And it was, it's going to be a really fun night. I, I I've been telling my brother all week: do not sleep on Cowboy Cerrone. This is a guy that tapped RDA twice in one night this year, and he always a big dog against Joe Selecki. I'm not sitting here saying that. I'm going to play my house on it, but it seems attractive. Let's go, dude. I'm like where this is going. Let's close up this episode and carry on. Daniel and Roger, Fury FC, Energy, closes up with Poha. He does. Poha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.